we're going to go out to uh, the, the room in the back, and uh, uh, they'll be able to go and uh, have their own time. The small ones, the small children, J.J., not you, the small children, the small children, amen. At this time, we're going to get ready, and we're going to start our uh, lesson for today. Um, we're going to go back to the book of Genesis. Uh, we're going to start in Genesis chapter number 8. Genesis chapter number 8 is where we're going to begin our uh, messages for this morning. Genesis chapter number 8 is where we're going to begin. We like to say that we're thankful and grateful um, for those that are uh, listening to uh, streaming live, hearing the Word of God. And we also uh, uh, appreciate the fact that um, uh, things are in, uh, really moving and we're getting calls and people are thankful and grateful for the Word. Amen. And we thank and praise God for those that are here uh, that have um, basically uh, began to go deeper into the Word and they're researching. And so we're thankful uh, for that. Amen. Now, Genesis chapter number 8, Genesis chapter number 8, uh, we're going to begin reading at verse number 22. Genesis chapter number 8, beginning at verse number 22. Now, verse number 22 says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. And Lord God, we bind up every evil spirit, every spirit of distraction, Father God. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus. For Father God, we know that you have a word for your people, Lord God. And we understand, Father God, uh, that your, your people are growing, Lord God. And we understand, Father God, that there are hearers, Lord God, that are, are listening to your word. We thank you, Father God, for, for, for those that, that, that are listening. We thank you, Lord God, for those that are receiving the word in their spirit, Lord God. And then, Father God, has even taken them on a journey. So now, Father God, we pray in Jesus' name that you use me for your glory, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you just uh, hide me behind the cross. And, Father God, let me release to your people that which you have released unto me. And, God, we thank you for it right now. We give you glory. We magnify your name. And, God, we honor you today. And, Father God, we plead the blood of your son, Jesus, against the adversary right now, Father God. And we thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Now we've been we've been hanging around in the book of uh, we've been hanging around in the book of Genesis for a minute. And this morning we want to talk about uh, the journey of man. We want to talk about the journey of man. Uh, from the moment that, that that breath was breathed into Adam, man began a journey. Now, we, we dealt with the flood, and, and, and we dealt with last week how to live in a uh, perverse generation. When everybody else has got craziness going on, then we got to be able to stand. We've got to be able to, to live a godly life. We've got to be able to live a righteous life in a perverse generation, in a corrupt generation. So now we're going to continue this journey. Uh, I found it very interesting that... At the point that after the flood and, and, and God pronounced uh, uh, sinners and then he began to, to uh, remember Noah. He began to remember Noah. He remembered the flood, okay? 
But then all of a sudden, when, when, the, when the water ceased and the, and, and the flood stopped, I noticed something here in the scripture in verse number 22. He, he, he reestablished or he, he, he reiterated something again, okay? Now, verse 22 says, while, the word while is a very important word. It says, while the earth remained. Now, that let me know that that word while there means that the earth is not going to continue as we know it. In other words, there's a limitation to this earth. Amen? So this earth is, is going to cease at a, at, at a particular time. So he first had to deal with the earth. Wow. So whatever you're going to do, while the earth remains, you've got to do it. Amen? Because this earth will not continue as it is as we know it. Then he says, seed time and harvest. And then he goes on, he talks about uh, seed time and harvest has to do with a planting and a sowing season and a reaping season. See, there's a natural planting and sowing season uh, and there's a harvesting wherein we get that natural produce. But then there's also that, that sowing and reaping season uh, when it comes down to man because we are, a se are seeds as well. Amen? We're seeds. We've been sown. So then when I, when I thought about that, uh, how man is a seed to being sown once again in the earth, I understood what happened in, verse, in chapter number 9, but I don't want to read it just yet. Because, see, prior to the, the um, seed time and harvest, we also see the seasons and, and, and the, we, the, the climate uh, conditioning. It talks about cold and heat. And I got tickled because I said, well, cold and heat. I said, I don't know where we get spring and fall from. Because the Bible doesn't mention at this point when he reestablished, he doesn't say spring and he doesn't say spring, summer, fall, and winter. You know, he just said cold and heat. So, so he had to deal with the climate because here it is, they had just come out of uh, uh, a condition with the flood. Everything is dark. For one whole year, the flood starts when, when Noah is 600 years old. It ends when he's 601. It stays in the 601st year. So that means one whole year, everything uh, from the flood, they couldn't tell day nor night. Okay? So then he talks about uh, reestablishing uh, uh, summer and winter. Then he's talking about reestablishing the day and the night. You know, he made covenant with them. He made a covenant. They cannot cease. But then I looked at chapter number 9. Chapter number 9, beginning at verse number 1. It says, And God blessed Noah and his sons. And he said unto them, I want you to watch this. He says, Be fruitful, multiply, and what? Replenish the earth. He stops there. He tells them to be fruitful. He tells them to, to uh, multiply, bring about an increase. And then he talks about replenishing. Okay, so what happens here, now God has taken on, he's sowing man back into the earth once again. He starts with Noah. Now, this is the exact same thing, almost what he tells Adam in the very beginning. But there's something different. There's something different now. And, and it, it, when we see it, then we're like, oh, okay. That's why we have to be very careful when we begin to study the scriptures and not run over stuff too quick, okay? Because we'll miss something. 
Now, he tells them, uh, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Okay? Replenish means to make it full again, to, to redo. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter number, chapter number 1. And we're going to look at verse number 28. And this is what he says to Adam. This is what he said to Adam. You know, Adam was, of course, the first man, okay? Now, now he says this to Adam, but he's saying something a little bit different to Noah. Now, uh, verse number 28 says, And God blessed them. And in the previous verse, it, it talks about he had made uh, male and female uh, that was created in the image of God, okay? Now, 28 says, And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be what? Fruitful, multiply, replenish. Did he stop? He goes on and he says, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, he tells them the same thing in the very beginning that he's saying to Noah. He says to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. But he says subdue. Now, the word that subdue means to, to get control of a violent or a dangerous person or a group. So what was Adam supposed to subdue? See, he was given assignment, those fallen angels. Thank you. Thank you. So he was saying subdue. He, say, he says get control of, because they were out of hand, get control of that violent or dangerous person or group. Then he says by using force. It means to overpower so as to disable from further resistance. Okay? So he's saying you got to He told Adam you got to subdue. Y'all have to take control of these, these fallen angels that's here, okay? But he did not tell Noah that, okay? Then he says, to, he says to Adam, he says, and he gives Adam dominion. But he does not tell Noah anything about dominion. Y'all remember reading that scripture in verse number 1, chapter number 9? He did not say anything to him about having dominion. I'm like, okay, God, why not? Why did you not tell uh, uh, Noah to subdue, take control of those fallen angels that's there and have dominion over the earth? Why did you not tell Noah the same thing? Okay. Now, I'm glad that you asked. Let's go to St. Luke chapter number 10. St. Luke chapter number 10. St. Luke. We're talking about the journey of man. St. Luke chapter number 10. St. Luke, chapter number 10. St. Luke, chapter number 10. Okay. i got to read a couple of things here. All right. Now, first thing, we're dealing with that word subdue. Okay? Now, St. Luke, chapter number 10, beginning in verse number 17. 17 says, And the 70 return again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through where? By name. So even today, Satan and his, his little imps, they are subject to us in the name of Jesus. Amen? That is, we are operating in the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. Then he says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall 
from heaven. Verse 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of what? The enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So he has given us power over the enemy. Amen. He's given us power over the enemy. Then verse number 20 says, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the what spirits are subject unto you. Okay? Then he says, but rather because your names are written in heaven. So, so now, because uh, he didn't tell Noah that he had to subdue him because of the fact now the spirits are subject to mankind. See, we have that power. We have that authority. Now, let's flip to Luke, Luke chapter number 4. St. Luke chapter number 4. Still dealing with the journey of man. Luke chapter number 4. Luke chapter number 4. All right? St. Luke chapter number 4. Now, we want to look at dominion. Okay? Because he didn't tell Noah anything about dominion. But he did tell Adam he had given him dominion, okay? You know how we uh, jump up and down so we, you know, we, we, we got dominion over everything and all that because you know, God gave it to us, okay? Now, let's see what the Scripture says, what happened, the reason why Noah was not given dominion. All right, St. Luke chapter number 4. St. Luke chapter number 4. Looking at verse number 5, okay? Now, but the previous verses is talks about how Christ was led by uh, the Holy Spirit. He returned from Jordan, and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, okay? He was there for 40 days. Uh, he was tempted by the devil, okay? And then it goes on, and I'm going to read verse number 3. Verse 3 says, And the devil, talking to Jesus now, And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command the stone that it be made bread. Verse 4 says, And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let's look at verse number 5. Verse 5 says, And the devil taking him up into a high mountain. Now, this is Satan taking Jesus up with him. Into a high mountain, showed unto him what? All the what? Kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. He's showing him all the kingdoms of the world. Now, well, where did he get these kingdoms from? He's showing that. We're talking about Lucifer. We're talking about Satan. Now, let's read verse number 6. Now, verse number 6 says, And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, watch this, for that is what delivered unto me. Who delivered it to him? No, in the beginning. Who delivered it to him? Who? Adam. Adam released it. Adam, and of course that is us. But because we're connected with Adam, because of what he did, that means we too relinquished it as well. But in the very beginning, Adam relinquished the dominion that he was given. Satan got it now over here to the floor. Y'all see that? I don't know how many people have read that same scripture and missed that very lie. I'm going to read verse number 6 again. Okay? It says, And the devil said unto him, talking about Jesus, 
all this power will I give thee. Because he's saying, he's talking to Jesus, and I'm going to give this to you. Now, it's been relinquished by Adam in the very beginning. Okay? Then he says, um, uh, I, um, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them. Then he says, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. So in other words, now here he is. He's got dominion of the earth. Somebody said, well, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. I'm sure it's scripture. He relinquished. And when Adam relinquished the things to him in the beginning, when he disobeyed, and him and Eve, it was relinquished. Not only did he lose dominionship, but he lost glory. See, that's what happened with man. Mankind lost his glory. Okay? Now, let's look at, and talk to my authority. Now, let's look at 1 Corinthians. I'm slow down here. Slow down, Brittany. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, Satan is alive because, see, Christ came back and took care of some matters. He came back and took care of some matters. But at that particular time, and, and, and Luke, uh, he had, when he was talking to Christ, he turned right around and he told him, he said, I'm going to give it back to you. You know, I, yeah, you can have this, you can have this power. Because Adam had relinquished it. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, look at that verse number 24. Verse number 24. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. I'll give you time to get there. Because, see, when it comes down to dominion, uh, at that point, uh, uh, Adam relinquished that over to the enemy. And there, there he is now trying to attempt Christ with what was relinquished from, to Adam, from Adam in the very beginning, okay? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 24. It says, then, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, and reading at verse number 24. 24 says, Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. So my Christ now, because at this point, now Christ has gotten the kingdom back. He's got the, he's got the dominion back, okay? Now it says, and he does this through the death, burial, and the resurrection, okay? Then he says, Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Well, let me retract that. Uh, it, it, this will come at the, the second coming, okay? Uh, it says, Then cometh in when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must ring till he has put all the enemies under his feet. Christ is going to continue to ring before he can turn everything over to God. He's going to continue to ring until all the enemies, and that includes Satan, will be put under his feet. Then he says this in verse 26. The last enemy that, that, that shall be destroyed is what? Death. See, death is also going to go into the lake of fire. See, that, that's the last enemy. So right now, for us, death is a means of transition. It is our pathway from this earth is going and, and to be able to go into heaven. That, if, we, if we want to get to heaven and want to be with the Lord, then we've got to die. That's the passageway. Amen? That's the, so we, we've got to die. Amen? Now let's go to Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter number 7. The book of Daniel, chapter number 7. Book of Daniel, 
chapter number 7. The book of Daniel, chapter number 7. The book of Daniel, give us a, a moment to get that, because we're talking about the journey of man. 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 Daniel's chapter number 7. Daniel chapter number 7. Giving us time to, to, to get there. Make sure we're all there. Daniel chapter number 7. Daniel chapter number 7. Are we there? Okay. If you have to understand, there are some things that God himself is revealing to us. Daniel chapter number 7. Well, you know, we have to understand as well that the Word of God, Jesus tells uh, his, uh, his disciples that uh, Satan is the God of this world. He's the God of this world. Okay? That's why uh, most men are blinded because Satan has mankind blinded. It says if we do not know, uh, if we do not know or uh, uh, haven't received salvation, it is because they have been blinded by Satan. Amen? They've been blinded by Satan. But he also says that Jesus says himself when he speaks to his disciples, he says Satan is the prince of the world. So that's why you know that he has those kingdoms. All right. Now, Daniel chapter number 7, uh, looking at verse number 13, since we all are there. Daniel chapter number 7. Daniel chapter number 7. Okay, are we there? Now, verse 13 says, and then Daniel speaking, he says, I saw in the night visions, uh, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Verse 14 says, and there was given him what? Dominion and glory and, and a kingdom, and a kingdom, that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an what everlasting dominion. You see, in the very beginning, Adam's dominion is supposed to be everlasting. His dominion was supposed to be everlasting. But because he did not obey, because, first of all, it, it, dealt with, it began with Eve. Amen. It began with the deception in the garden. Amen. So he lost dominion. That's how Satan ends up. He tries to, he tries to tempt Christ with that same thing because he said it was delivered unto him. Okay? Now he says, and there was given him dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all people, nation, and languages should serve him. Then he says, his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not, what? Pass away. And his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. So now the kingdom will no longer be destroyed because it has been given to Christ. Christ in the end is going to return it to back to God. Amen. So, so, so the thing is for us to know that the, uh, we have not lost anything. Christ has given it all back to us. Amen. But watch what happens in verse number 18. Verse number 18. Verse number 18. Okay. Verse 18 says, But the saints of the Most High shall do what? 
take the kingdom and possess the kingdom what forever forever even forever and ever so what's going to happen here now we the saints of god we will have that kingdom forever there will come a time that there's a millennial period wherein uh satan's going to be bound for a thousand years amen but then he's going to be loosed again for a season amen but you know what we could, as long as we got that the mark the mark of christ you know, uh, not the one of the bees now. Because, see, a lot of people get deceived. Because the Bible talks about how in the last day we were, uh, saints can be deceived, the very elect. And we, we probably will go there in the next few minutes. Now, I'm looking at verse number 21. Verse 21 in the same chapter, Daniel chapter 7. Because we're talking about a journey of man. See, the, 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 the Word of God, the Scriptures, is just like a thread. It all, every book connects. It's just like if you're going to hem something or you're going to sew something, every thread connects, okay? So if the Word of God, is, if each book, it connects. Everything connects, all right? It's like a thread line. Now, verse number uh, uh, 21 says in Daniel chapter number 7, it says, I beheld, and then a same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. That's a battle going on. Okay, now verse 22 is when we want to look at. Until the ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints did what? We possessed the kingdom. So now we will possess the kingdom. Amen. Now let's, let's go over to um, St. Matthew. St. Matthew for a moment. St. Matthew, because we talk about a journey of man. Amen. The journey of man. St. Matthew chapter number 24. And we did some of this uh, last week, maybe the previous week, but want to reiterate it. St. Matthew chapter number 24. St. Matthew chapter number 24. Mankind is on a journey. It's very important. We know uh, the timeline because it, it will not be as long as it has been. I mean, they said that for many, many, many years. But when we began to look at the, the signs and the seasons, then we will understand Christ is closer to coming back than what we realize. Amen? Now, uh, St. Matthew's chapter number 24, that's why he instituted the, the seasons. We can't tell the time when he's coming. Is the, well, the Bible, we may read that. The Bible says we don't know the day nor the hour. But it tells us about watching the seasons. If we watch the seasons, then we can just about tell that everything is coming closer and closer. Amen? All right. Now, all right. So, uh, St. Matthew chapter number 24. Now, we're going to begin reading verse number 21. Okay. Verse number 21. In St. Matthew chapter number 24. Verse 21 says, For then shall be great tribulations such as was not since the beginning of the world, to this time no nor ever shall be. Verse 22, And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. See, it's going to be so bad that, you know, especially with the deception, unless God himself shortened those, that, that time, then nobody's going to make it. Okay, unless God shortened that time. It says, except those days should be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake 
those days should be shortened. In other words, what he's saying is this. For our sake, those that are living in Christ, amen, what he's going to do because of the, the, the great tribulation that's going to be happening upon the world, he says, I'm going to shorten those days just for you. See, we don't, thank you, Holy Spirit, we have not gone through all that we could go through. Amen. You know, it could be worse. It could be worse. But because of the mercies and the grace of God, he does not allow us to feel everything that the enemy brings. See, what happens when the enemy throws stuff at us? Christ was, and a little while, he, he said, that's enough. He steps between us and Satan and says, hey, that's enough. He says, that's enough. Then, then Satan has to back up. Okay? See, the, the, see that's part of that, the, uh, those shortened days. Amen? Because I don't know about you, but some stuff I go through, my God, my God. If he would release everything, everything, I mean, I would be literally consumed. Amen? Amen. And y'all would be too. Amen. Because we don't get everything that we deserve. We do not get everything that we deserve. Amen. Because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. We may not do this and we may not do that. But we do sometimes tell lies, right? I'm going to give you the, what you said, that's it. I'm going to give you one simple thing that, that most working people do. I'm not, when I say working, whether they're Christian or non-Christian, they do it. Go on that job. Man says, 30, 10, 10, right? 30 minutes of lunch, 10 minutes break. 10 minutes start from the time you leave your post to the time you get back. How many of us go to the bathroom before our 10 minute break and get us an extra five? Thank you for being honest. Oh, we, we, we take that rest, we all take that rest break. And that rest break is in the bathroom or somewhere else where the boss man can't get us, right? Do we not know he's recording that too? But we overlook that, right? We don't, but you know what? It's still sin. Why? Because you're robbing a man. You're getting paid for that time you ain't working. Woo! They come close home, didn't they? See, the Holy Spirit knows what to bring us. Because some of us, you know, we're like, you know, I don't do this and I don't do this. Now. But we forget them little foxes. The Bible says the little foxes that spoils the vine. <laughs> them little foxes. Amen. Little bit. Don't let's talk about being late for work. And then we'll get mad when we get docked. Amen. 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 Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. Amen. Y'all want me to move on? Cause I, I see, I see all that, I see the expressions on your faces. Amen. I see everybody's faces expression. Holy Spirit knows how to get us. Amen. I thank the Lord. Okay. Now I'm gonna go back to Matthew. I'm gonna be good. Amen. I'm going back to Matthew because the Holy Spirit said I want, I want you to bring it on home to him now. Because sometimes we can't get self-righteous and high and mighty, right? You know, so God has to, has to walk into our house and open our door, open our closet and let us see what's in there. Amen. Because someone's got some skeletons. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, then he says in verse number uh, 23 in St. Matthew chapter 24, he says, that, uh, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, he says, Believe it not. Then he says in verse 24, For there shall arise, what? False Christ. False Christ. 
and false prophets and shall show what? Great signs and wonders insomuch that if it was possible, they shall deceive the very what? Elect. That's scary. That's scary. And how are they going to get deceived? Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. That's how they're going to get deceived. See, in Revelation, it talks about in the last day how the enemy, how Satan's going to be able to perform signs and wonders. Amen? You'll find people chasing behind signs and wonders. They did it in the Bible day, and they're doing it now. No, uh, uh, we got to go to the service. You know, he's going to be doing this and all these different kinds of signs and all these wonders. You better be checking out what the words say. Because you don't know if he's a, a false Christ or not. Amen. Then next thing you know, they're going to have two or three money buckets down front. Amen. And then, then we, and a lot of saints, amen, are crazy enough to drop that money in them, them buckets. Amen. Amen. Pay how do we have to pay for healing? Please tell me. When by his stripes we are already healed. So why do we have to go, go somewhere, pay somebody, stand in the line, Holy Spirit, I hear you. This is still the journey of man. Pay somebody because they say, I've got this condition. Amen. When you already got the authority. You, you yourself, every saint, every believer, already to lay, have the authority to lay your hands on your own self and command Satan to leave and then quote the scripture by his stripes, talking about Jesus Christ. I am healed. Jesus, wake up. Wake up, saints. Wake up. But, I mean, those are false Christ. Yeah, deceiving. It says, praise be to God, it said impossible. It says, if, if, if it were, were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Then verse 25 says, behold, I have ooh, told you this before. So it ain't the first time they've heard it. But most saints still do it. Amen. This is not the first time. <laughs> then he says in verse number 26, he says, Wherefore, if they say unto you, Behold, he's in the de desert, go not forth. Behold, if he's in a secret chamber, he says, Believe it not. Then he tells how he's coming. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, we get to make sure we are very, very careful when we're listening to craziness and foolishness. Amen? We've got to be very careful. See, we've got to understand now, mankind is, we are on a journey. Every day counts. Every day that we live, that we're breathing, it counts. We are on a journey. See, we have been sown back into the earth. We have been sown back. See, we, we were given another opportunity. Oh, hold it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, flip back to Genesis chapter number 9. Genesis chapter number 9. Gen uh, yeah, going back, we're almost done here. Going back to Genesis chapter number 9, okay? Genesis chapter number 9. Now remember now, Satan is the god of this world according to Scripture, okay? Uh, he's the prince of this world according to Scripture, amen? Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 9. We're going to see the reason why God really hadn't, hadn't destroyed this place. Amen? Genesis chapter number 9. Are we there? Now. Okay, looking at verse number. I'm going to read verse number 9, and then I'll go to the other verses. Verse number 9 says in Genesis chapter number 9, 
He says, and I behold, uh, and I, because my God, he's speaking to Noah, and I behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. Now the covenant is made with Noah, because see, Adam blew it, okay? So the covenant is reestablished. Dropping down to verse number 12, and God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I mean continual generations. Then he goes on in verse number 13. He says, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Reason being, he said, I'm not going to curse the, the earth anymore or the grounds anymore from man, because of man. I'm not going to do that anymore. Now, verse number 14 says, And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. Now, God is bringing a cloud over the earth. Now, think about how man is so out of control. Here comes God said, I bring a cloud over the earth. I bring a cloud over it, and it can be seen. The bow can be seen, okay? That rainbow we get so excited about. But let's look at something about this rainbow that we get excited about. Verse 15 says, And, God's speaking, And I will what? Remember my covenant. So who is doing the remembering? God. God is remembering his covenant. He says, And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Verse 16 says, And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I, meaning God, will look upon it. So while we're looking upon the, the rainbow and talking about how beautiful it is, do we not know God is also looking at the same rainbow? And, and this is the reason why he's looking upon it. And I will look upon it that I may remember, talking about God, the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon earth. God says, listen, only reason why I had destroyed this world because how sinful they've become, because they have no longer have me as that God. He says, because I look at my, I look at I myself, look at the rainbow that I put there, and I remember what I said. So God can't go against his word. So because he himself says, okay, rainbow, I, even though I want a white man out, I cannot do it because my word is at stake. That's how, how much God loves us. He, oh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. God has to have a reminder not to wipe us out. And that, that reminder is the rainbow. That's scary. Every time he want to move up against man, every time he wants to move against our nation called America that no longer has God as their God. It says, blessed is the nation whom the, whose God is the Lord. Now, What's happening, the America, God is not America's God anymore. No, it's, 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 we don't reverence the Lord anymore. We don't honor God anymore. I mean, look at those other, it's only because of the Lord that we are not consumed. 
It's the because of His mercies is what the book of Lamentations says. Because of the mercies of God is the reason why we have not been wiped out. Mankind is sinful. Man is sinful. Very sinful. But God is merciful. He's merciful. He says it's not His will that any should perish. But all come to, come to repentance. See, that, that's why he's so long-suffering. He's waiting for people to come to repentance. Well, then that comes a day when lights out. See, man is on a journey and don't even know he's on a journey. See, we're here thinking that we're here to have a good time. And, and, and what is it, a uh, uh, to eat, drink, and be merry? No. We can understand. We're here on assignment. We've been put here for a reason. And we've got to carry out God's will. Man is on a journey. A journey. The journey of man. We're on a journey, y'all. It won't be long when he calls us back home. But will we complete our assignment? Will we have completed our assignment when he calls our name? Didn't know that's how we're going to end. <laughs> but man is on a journey. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand and clap of praise. Amen. 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 We may possibly, possibly do a part two to the journey of man. Possibly. You know, because there's more that's there that, that needs to be opened, that needs to be shared, needs to be revealed. That's more there. There's more there. It's just so important that we understand our journey. It's so important that we understand our journey. Here he is. We're seed sown back into this earth. We don't have to subdue, uh, take control no more. Because Satan's already, you know, he's subject to us. <laughs> we don't have to subdue him anymore. He, he's already a defeated foe. He's subject to us. But we, our job is to be fruitful, 